1: Welcome to this bonus edition from the Dirt Mad Libs. This is the audio from the Twitch stream that we did on Saturday, May 2nd. Amber and I... Both were having so much fun that we forgot to hit the record button on our recording software. So what we've done is extracted the audio from the video, and that's what you're listening to here, which is why there's a little bit more background noise than there usually is in our recordings. We had a great time doing this, and we hope that you have a great time listening to it. And we are planning to do live events like this much more often starting soon. Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) so let's let's um so to explain
1: for these mad lips what we have done i've selected two paragraphs so the the sources that we chose are deliberately from um either authors who are long dead or authors who are bad or both bad mostly both um Bad dead people. Yeah. The two we have chosen today, one is the product of our friend Heinrich Schliemann, um, the lying liar who lied. And that one is very Greek-centric. And the second one is from the 1940s uh, from a journal article, uh, which is like a condensation of a paper written by a man who's just so thirsty. (laughs) Because he's writing about Roman ladies and beauty in the Roman world. And I think this one was kind of ideally suited to Mad Libifying. The, the Schliemann one kind of less so. Some of these really work. Some of, you know, as all Mad Libs do. Some of them, you get sentences where nothing makes sense. And just so sort of the absurdity is what's funny. But sometimes you get just a couple sentences in there where it's just like, ooh, that was the right word choice. So... We did that. We took these paragraphs and we cut out several parts of speech, nouns, adjectives, verbs, and then we solicited those word lists from our listeners and lots of you responded. So if you did, thank you. Um we tried to select at least one group of words from everybody who submitted. Um if we did end up missing you, we're very sorry and we will be doing this again. So keep sending words in, and we will do our best to include everybody. But we are going to be reading these paragraphs several times, so we had to kind of make sure that we chose enough to keep everybody included, but not enough so that people would get really bored of the same paragraph. But it won't be the same paragraph, because we're going to turn them into nonsense mush. So, Amber, I think you actually have slightly more than me on the first paragraph. I think you have three, and I have two. I
0: have three,
1: yeah. Okay. So would you Uh. like to... Start us off with the first one.
0: Yeah. So um, this is from Heinrich Schliemann, and it is and uh, this is from 1881 CE. Exploration of the Boeotian Orchomenus, and um, Orchomenus is a city. Oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah. Orchomenus is so there's um, Boeotian Orchomenus, and then there's Acadian. Orcominus, there's another Arcominus somewhere else. Is it like how there's like
1: um, a randomly like a Philadelphia, California or something like that? There's a there's a something California. Well it would be like Pittsburgh,
0: like, California. Like there's Pittsburgh, but it's spelled differently. So it's oh. like um it would be like Paris, Texas versus Paris okay. Kentucky. Like it's okay like the same the same city name but okay. in a different place. But Orcomonus is um has a lot of myth. It's, it's very mythy, because I mentioned that, well, before this, well, when, we, when you were vamping by asking me questions about, I got to learn how to vamp. Look, I'll take some improv classes. <laughs> no, the key to vamping is that you do the talking. <laughs> Don't ask the person trying to do something. But Thebes is in Boeotia, and Thebes, oh, sorry, were you, Thebes is a big deal in myth. Oh, um, yes, I did know that. Yes.
1: Sorry, I... <laughs> wasn't ready for to fill in the blank because I associate Thebes so, with a lot of crime. Why is that? Did it become a you're very... thinking of the word Thebes <laughs> The Prince of Thebes
0: <laughs> I do think that might be what you're thinking. No, it's not um,
1: I think I might be thinking of the Disney film Hercules, the documentary Hercules, <laughs> in which he goes to Thebes and the it's a sound
0: footage film. <laughs> um, I have um, like, big nerd alert here. Somewhere in my immediate vicinity, I have um, a collection of Euripides in translation, which I mentioned because um, Hippolytus, play by Euripides. Um, are you familiar with Hippolytus? No, but if you hum a few bars, I'll try it.
1: I asked from, it's like 1940s stand-up comedian in the
0: Catskills. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so um, Hippolytus is... Um, he was the son of Theseus.
1: Theseus, who defeated the Minotaur with the help of Dene. Is that her name? Who had the thread?
0: Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Let's just wrong, let's, let's do the wrong, wrong place. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to give you context for, for thieves, but I got, I got ended up in the wrong place because it's in Troitzen recommend Hippolytus from Euripides. Okay. Um, so don't worry about it. This was just my minor. <laughs> I, I forgive you.
1: Thank you for the uh, context.
0: Orchomenus is a city in Boeotia. Boeotia is the, the region of Greece that is north of Attica, which is where Athens is.
1: And... Um, so Schliemann is, is Schl- describing a trip from Athens to Arcomenus. Yes, yeah,
0: well, Schliemann excavated... Or communists. Yeah. And so he is talking about, I guess, his equivalent of survey work. He looked at it and described it. That was survey. it's exploration of the Boeotian or
1: communists. Yeah. That's not, yes, that's not really how survey works, but it was for him. Okay. We got. He looked at it and then he kind of meet... <laughs> wrote it, but like also made
0: it up. You got to meet people where we're at. Yep. Yeah. Where they're at. <laughs> So I'm gonna read the, gonna read the one with my with my the words. fakey one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. I didn't know if I was gonna read like adjective, but okay. No, that's great. Also, dear viewers, Anna had to explain how bad lives works to me. I may have to do so again later in this stream. <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> the traveler from Athens who desires to visit the Boeotian or Commonus proceeds thither on the turnpike road. By way of Eleusis, Thebes, and Lebedea, he leaves Athens by sauntering the coffee, turning to the right, nearly opposite the Theseum, and writing on the left, the shiny ancient tiaras of the Hagiatrius, as well as the Diplom, and other unicorns brought to light in the adjoining excavations. <laughs> He soon squints to the left of the book, enters eighteen minutes, the vast plantations of dragon trees, and sees at a distance half of half a mile to his right the hill of Kolonos, which has been res- rendered noisome by Sophocles, and on which are the sepulchers of Keanu Reeves and Hedy Lamar. Teehee! It was Sophocles that wrote about Colonus,
1: <laughs> not Euripides. Any- if only we had actually done this, uh, I saved you I, ten I, I minutes got of really excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so Shliman excavated unicorns. Yeah. So uh, not just in the Indus Valley civilizations do mm-hmm. we have unicorns, but in Persia as well. Yeah. How about that? I thought
1: they were cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone commented in the chat, Mad Libs Hippolytus next week. Isn't it dialogue, though? It's a play, isn't it? It's a play. Might be tough.
0: (laughs) Why would that be tough? Dialogue
1: contains parts of speech. No, I know. We just have to um, be sort of a lot more. It would have to be a lot more. um, The timing would have to be quicker. What? Amber just gets up and leaves the stream. (laughs) Goodbye. Are you going to get your... Alright, folks, while Amber goes and winkles out her copy of Hippolytus. Oh, she found it. Good, thank God. I don't have to vamp anymore. But hey, if y'all want oh, to yeah, ask I wasn't here to answer your questions while you vamp. I I talked, I didn't ask any questions at all. I was talking to the listener viewer. And what I was going to say was that if you all are signed into the chat on Twitch, you can feel free to ask Amber or me questions or tell us things or add to the conversation at any point. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Careful what you wish for viewers.
0: All right. I'm going to do one. Same paragraph. Next week I perform the politics, a one woman show. I, I would,
1: I would show up for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. The traveler from Athens who desires to visit the Boeotian Orcuminus, Orcominus... or Orcominus. Okay, thank you. Proceeds thither on the turnpike road by way of Eleusis, Thebes, and Lebedea. He leaves Athens by igniting the wig, turning to the right, nearly opposite to the Thesium, and gagging on the left the radioactive ancient eggplants at the Hyatrias, as well as the Dipylum and other jackalopes brought to light in the adjoining excavations. He soon disfigures to his left the fortune, enters, 18 minutes, the vast vast plantations of gong trees, and sees at a distance of half a mile to his right the hill of Colonos, which has been rendered cheeky by Sophocles, and on which are the sepulchres of Oprah and the Tiger King.
0: Good riddance. Um, To whom? Both? No. Mm.
1: <laughs> Do you have beef with
0: Oprah? I mean, like no more than I have with any billionaire. That's fair. Okay. That's, <laughs> you and I share
1: feelings about the the Tiger King and I appreciate that about you.
0: Oh, we yeah. seem to be in the minority of humanity. That's a shame. It's just a real shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> But also some of my views are shared by my boyfriend, who had the the episode with him and Billy yeah Billy and was Davis talking about it. Yeah. Where it's like I because I know people like that. So, um, so I too would be gagging on what was it? Radioactive ancient eggplants. Yeah, I would probably also have hives because of the allergy.
1: Would you like to talk about standards of beauty among ladies in ancient? Rome? Yeah.
0: We can move on. I thought we'd go kind of back and forth. I like this idea. Okay. So do you want to discuss the, the, uh, the fact that you want to read me we, OG? Yes.
1: Uh, well, so what I have is a brief section of the original that's not been mad madlibbed. And I thought we'd just need to read that once just to get kind of yeah. a, a sense of the flavor of this article. And it's, it's written, it's from 1940.
0: So I was going to be like, say. Silas and Fallas. <laughs> Uh, So this is from beauty culture in ancient Rome Um, A condensation of a paper From a Jacob Hammer Hammer don't hurt him Are you familiar with that? No? Was that too recent a reference? It's not so much Was it a musical reference
1: or a Yeah
0: to MC Hammer Yeah okay
1: (laughs) Usually if it's pop culture and it involves the word hammer I'm going to assume MC Hammer or Thor but it's me, so you know it's MCU. Yeah,
0: I know. Okay, you're not so in the MCU. <gasps> Nor am I. Really. No, I'm just aware of it. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Roman ladies knew that beauty was heaven's gift. They were aware that years passed as flowing water, and that wrinkles and gray hair were inescapable. But before we discuss beauty culture, the question naturally arises: What was the Roman concept of feminine beauty? Whom did the Romans consider? Really beautiful. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote a paper my sophomore year, junior year. Um, in my, I took a, I took a Roman archaeology class because I was like nominally a classical in your Eastern archaeology major, and so I took Roman art and architecture, and I wrote a paper on uh, Roman, like the evolution of Roman hairstyles, mm, mm-hmm. and I um, argued that the like that hairstyles reflected social mores of the like various like dynastic eras and so like the like julio claudians like started out as like very demure and then got increasingly extra when then, the hair's on your head like the emperor said that's a more <laughs> gross um, yeah, but our professor just loved that paper. Yeah? And I was just like, this is <laughs> BS. <laughs> so I'm going to read one.
1: <laughs> so that was fully my intention. This is so very silly and deserves no, to was, be. That
0: was my like smooth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's literally um, in there.
0: What's it called? Transition. Yes.
1: Mm. A
0: segue. I'm going to ride your segue into this paragraph. The Romans expected a beautiful woman to have a tiny trowel, breathtaking legs, a well-developed sandy river, with long tapering cool drink, and an golden and golden or auburn tire. They also expected a beauty to be maxima cupore toto, that is to say, to have proportion and height. <laughs> Gotta have both, which.
1: To to exist in three dimensions. You must exist in space.
0: <laughs> to have eyes like flaming dassies, to have a smooth layer with the hair digging over it, and to have dirty skin. To these might be added a stinky and happy walk. Oh, yeah. In other words, <laughs> In other words, the Romans expected to see in a woman a beautifully developed bone, giving a sense of stone and shell. Oh,
1: that's kind. Mm, a, a sense of stone and shell is what you might see on like the menu in a bathroom. Uh, oh, okay, that too. <laughs> I was going to say the the cocktail menu on like a very bespoke like cocktail um, bar.
0: There was a, a a vegan wine bar that uh, surprisingly might have gone out of business. <laughs> no, tell me more. How? It was- Man, that place, I'm not going to, that place sucked. It was just like, it was terrible. Every time I've been, I've had a bad experience. And it's like one of those spaces, it's like a tiny space. And it's that like, you know, places in the Bay Area, like especially closer to the water, get like heck of foggy on the, the inside. And so you, it, you go in and you're like, is this in a greenhouse? And so you go in. And the wine menu wine menu. Was so extra because you'd get this one and it was like it has it has uh, notes of of like it would be like notes of graphite and ennui <laughs> and the fleeting whisper of a gull passing by and so they they had like there are there are flavor profiles and like flavor notes in one yeah. that are are just like because it would be like oh medicinal oh like. <laughs> No, really. No, you know, I just want it like on the wheel. There's like the wheel.
1: Of, I know, I know that, but flavors. I was just thinking like this Merlot tastes like scissorp.
0: <laughs> and so they had those, and they just like were really pulling them, and so all of them. You're like, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll just go lick the pier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <And> so that's <laughs> so a sense of stone and shell. Yeah. But um, so yeah. So she's got the, that's a, a next... well of. That's the
1: next uh, George R. R. Martin book, A Sense of Stone and Shell. Hmm.
0: Um, so, so this lady's got a well-developed sandy river with long tapering cool drink. So, uh, fill me fill us in on a cool drink. <laughs> this, this I will this also. Cool, it, this is cool drink TM. Yeah, um, this
1: came from uh, your friend and your friend and my because you have bet Susan. Yes.
0: Oh, I love Susan. Yes, my
1: good friend Susan, who uh, I. Dug with in well, I mean, she's here in Davis with me, but uh, (laughs) we I also participated in a dig in South Africa with her. And while we were there on site, we brought a big old jug of water because it gets very hot when you're in a floodplain desert in fall, anyway. um, And it had like a Gatorade approximate powder dumped in it and that was cool drink and then sue had a song that went with it it's very very exciting to have a lovely cool drink in uh, when you're hot and sweaty and so it went cool drink in the morning time cool drink in the afternoon cool drink in the evening time and
0: then uh it just sort of, kind of- so i just imagine like little kids on skateboards and like yeah like a and wave comes yeah through.
1: yeah <laughs> And it to time for cool drink. Um, yeah, it kept Aww. us hydrated. I will also explain what Dossies are, uh, because you yeah. did read that. They, they were on there. Dossies, is, that's the South African name for hyraxes, little rock hyraxes. They're those little, oh gosh, they are mammals. I don't think they're... they're. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I don't think they're marsupials. Um,
0: Aren't marsupials mammals
1: also? Yes, they are. But I was going to make the distinction... <laughs> Uh, no they're they're um, these little mammals it's kind of like a pica, if you know what those are they're sort of like enlarged gophers they're very cute
0: Um they're a, it's a um, a rock
1: badger is another name rock for them a hyrax
0: yes so they're hyraces they
1: are hyraces
0: um, i said the place? oh my god they're so cute if you if i feel like we've talked about we, them before
1: we did when we talked about um teeth and the underbite that came from eating cooked versus raw food.
0: Yeah. And they so,
1: Harvard did an experiment on hyraxes. Some of them look like
0: my baby dog. Oh, and
1: um, Dr. Kristen Roth, our upcoming guest for even tinier plants, has just said their little pea spots provide excellent pollen records, which is true. Uh, Dossies have designated bathroom spots. Like the whole family lives together in like a little colony and they only go pee or Number two. in they make, peeps, th- they make peeps in one spot and they go number twos in another spot and those are their little toilets. And so I guess pollen gets trapped in there and can tell you how old stuff is. Cool.
0: My, my baby dog does the same thing.
1: Well, you should check her peeps for pollen. It tell tells you how old she is. I got pollen. I'm a veterinarian. Okay, I'm going to do one. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I guess I could have peeps
1: yeah
0: okay all right With
1: me I'm not gonna read that in introductory bit. The Romans expected a beautiful woman to have a tiny swan, sunny legs, a well-developed wet loon with long tapering beaver, and golden or auburn turtle. Yeah. (laughs) They also expected a beauty to be maxima corpore toto, that is to say, to have proportion and height, to have eyes like flaming waves, to have a smooth frog with the hair swimming over it, and to have feathery skin. To these might be added a feathery and scaly walk. In other words, the Romans expected to see a woman in a beautifully developed muskrat, giving a sense of muscle and mallard. And that was muscle in the sense of the shellfish.
0: Also, description of wine.
1: A sense of muscle and
0: mallard. Yeah.
1: Mm, Briny. And with a hint of down.
0: That is exactly what this wine bar was. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, yeah. I could have written those. Like, it would be stuff. Yeah. Oh,
1: golly. Gosh, well, how about I do another from Heinrich? From our buddy uh-huh. Heine. From Heine. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> we're back to the Orcominus. Orcominus. I just can't say that word. <laughs> really struggling.
0: <laughs> okay. The tr- well, it's also Boeotian, mm-hmm. so like. It's weird. Uh, Oh, do they have fun accents? I don't know, they're all dead. But um, the vowels do things. Diphthongs. I feel like there are somebody, some lyric poets wrote in Boeotian dialect.
1: I really am enjoying that your input has been to just expound on the classics and just show how incredibly (laughs) well-rounded and intellectual you are. And I've just been like, but jokes.
0: (laughs) I keep being wrong. Yeah, but you do know stuff. I feel feel like we had to read... um, because I definitely encountered Boeotian in Greek.
1: Hmm, one never does enjoy encountering a Boeotian. I think it was lyric poetry. 101 Boeotians. But But that's her job.
0: She's a watchdog. Yeah, she watches stuff happen and then goes, "Hey, I had to explain to my parents that their dog like the breeds are like watchdogs that are their role is and to and rat alert. hunters. Well, yeah, but their their other role is to alert the the bigger dogs that can do something about it. <laughs> yeah. Like they work in tandem. Hey boys. <laughs> Get them boys. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what they do. All right.
1: The traveller from Athens who desires to visit the Boeotian or Comenus, proceeds thither on the turnpike road by way of Eleusis, Thebes, and Lebedea. He leaves Athens by jumping the carabiner, turning to the right nearly opposite to the Thesium, and hiking on the left the fast ancient contraptions at the Hyatrias, as well as the Dipylum and other mountains brought to light in the adjoining excavations. He soon falls to his left the flower, Ah. (laughs) enters, 18 minutes, the vast plantations of song trees and sees at a distance of half a mile to his right the hill of Colonos, which has been rendered hungry by Sophocles, and on which are the sepulchres of Wily Coyote and the Roadrunner. Meep, meep. Nice. Together in death at last. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) Uh. You want to give me another Roman lady or
0: a Heine? Up to you. Yeah. Dealer's choice. I'm going to... I'm going to go with um, another from mm.
1: Uh
0: The traveler from Athens who desires to visit the Boeotian Orcommonus proceeds thither on the turnpike road by way of Eleusis. It's mysterious there. Uh, Thebes and Lebedea. He leaves Athens by eating the platypus, turning to the right, nearly opposite to the Theseum, and squishing on the left the glittering ancient corkscrews at the Hagia Trias, <laughs> as well as the Dipylum. <laughs> and other meatballs brought to light in the adjoining excavations. He soon flounces to his left, the mastodon, <laughs> enters, 18 minutes, the vast plantations of bathmat trees, mm-hmm. and sees at a distance of half a mile to his right, the hill of Colonos, which has been rendered sticky by Sophocles, and on which are the sepulchers of Paul Rudd and Carl Sagan. But it's silly that there would be a sepulchre of Paul Rudd because that man- Will never die. An immortal. He's, he's ageless. He's 51 years old now. Doesn't look a day over allegedly. 35. Uh,
1: what's his uh, secret? What's he wearing? What products does he use? Is it kindness? I think it might be that. Clean living. The only one I have left is a Roman ladies. Okay.
0: All right, I did. Both. Yes. Yes. I just read my last Roman lady one. (laughs) Excellent.
1: The Romans expected a beautiful woman to have a tiny Easter basket, furry legs, a well-developed round honeybee with long tapering piano, and golden or auburn plantation. They also expected a beauty to be maxima corpore toto, that is to say, to have proportion and height, to have eyes like flaming hurricanes, to have smooth orange juice, no pulp, with the hair crushing over it, and to have shimmering skin. To these might be added an ill-suited and endangered walk. In other words, the Romans expected to see in a woman a beautifully developed metronome, Giving a sense of DNA and hummingbird again with the wine, a sense of DNA and hummingbird. Mm. You can taste oh, the I codons. Have a sense of DNA in my wine. You really? Do. Well, I mean, everything. It's organic. If it's, it's in there. It's gonna be in there. Shut up. Okay. Here's one. I don't want your science. <laughs>
0: Uh, The Romans expected a beautiful woman to have a tiny junk, dirty legs, hold it, hold on, hold on, a well-developed rusted hole with long tapering scrap and golden or auburn carrion. They also expected a beauty to be maxima corpore toto, that is to say, to have proportion and height, to have eyes like flaming shovels, to have a smooth crowbar with the hair sweeping over it, and to have frayed skin. Mm. To these might be added an old and rotten look. In other words, the Romans expected to see in a woman a beautifully developed trash, giving a sense of rat and bucket. (laughs) Prison wine. Hello,
1: welcome to the rat and bucket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Half that's my meat. new it's my
0: gastropub. <laughs> and by gastro it's short for gastroenteritis. <laughs> uh but I think the um the first three of, of this one were Yeah, what was that? Yes, 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 um, yes. A tiny a, junk. A, A tiny junk, dirty legs, and a well-developed rusted hole. (laughs) I mean, quarantine, right? (laughs) Hey.
1: (laughs) Lush is closed, you know? (sighs) Ha. We're all rationing our body butters. That was fun. I had fun. I hope our listeners and viewers had fun. I had fun. And thank you, all of you who showed up. Did
0: you have fun? Did you have fun? (laughs) Thank you.
1: The door's closed or I would go ask the cats, but... For those of you all, 'all, y'all, those of Jens, uh, who enjoyed this and maybe want to experience it again, don't worry. We're going to come up with another one of these because... We've got two more paragraphs waiting to be mad. They're <laughs> doozies. They are doozies. We, we, we eased you into it. So we're going to do our best to have another one of these within the next couple of weeks, I hope. And we're going to try and keep using Twitch to interact with people to show you our faces. And this has been our first live stream. Oh, my mom sent us a bunch of X's and O's. That's nice. Thanks, Mom. Aww. I love you, too. The MomCast. MomCast. Uh, I would love to have a momcast. I don't know what we would talk about. Thank you all for joining us. I'm going to stop the stream, but (laughs) what? I'm going to stop streaming. Why are you laughing? And then we'll keep talking. No, what I was going to say is um, we'd love to hear from you, you know, by email or on Facebook or wherever you interact with us about how we could do this differently or better. Or if you have suggestions for make Amber be less wrong. Mm. Um, no because when you're wrong you usually correct yourself in a very funny way um, <laughs> and we get the right answer eventually you're just like oh I meant Hesian ah. <laughs>
0: I meant literally every other play <laughs>
1: um, yeah but we'd love to hear from you about your know, suggestions for things we could do Uh, with listeners in the future to have kind of an interactive aspect to this or things you'd like to hear us talk about on these streams questions you want if you want to have like a ask us anything kind of session we'd love to do something like that so um, we are sort of soliciting those responses from you if you if you hear this or if you tuned in for this for the stream thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll try to do it again soon thanks everybody
0: thank you goodbye goodbye
1: Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcasting app. You could also consider becoming a member so we can keep content like this free and available to all. Check out pricing and info at archpodnet.com slash members. Thanks again and
1: have a great day.